you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with me in Milwaukee, still not, he has not turned to a Milwaukee Brewer fan yet. It's Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. So who's your baseball team usually? You know, I don't follow it like I used to, but the Phillies, because, you know, I went to college down near Philadelphia, the city of Brotherly Shove, and uh, my marching band that I was in, playing trumpet was invited to the world series the year they won there 1980 and uh, i tell people i played in the world series so you know i've got bragging rights if i say they're my team yeah there you go i'm a red sox <laughs> fan and i'm proud to be a red sox fan today uh those last uh, four world series or whatever have been pretty cool i just want to share that with you and uh, we had some problems there for many years and uh, uh sad my stepfather lived his entire life without seeing a world championship for the boston red sox but folks we never even go a minute without having the power of God make a difference in our life. He is the real champion, the true champion. So today I wanted to talk about truth or lies. So we know that a lot of people who suffer from PTSD live in this, they want to live in this alternate reality. We want to play video games. We, we want to, uh, you know, think about life being different than what it is. We, we want to turn our lives into a Hallmark movie. Well, this is what God gave us. And, and sometimes God gives us a Hallmark movie and, and sometimes gives us, sometimes we get Halloween or, or scream one, the revenge of the dead people. I don't know, but we got to remember, we must be true. And God tells us a lot about that over in Proverbs 12, 22, it says lion lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. A false witness shall not be unpunished and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Wherefore put away lion, speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one to another. Lie not one to another. The Bible says, remove the way of lying over in Psalm 119, 29 and grant me the Lord graciously where we ask the Lord, remove this. And, and sometimes lions just not to our neighbors. Sometimes lions just not to our families. Sometimes lions just not to our coworkers. The mistake we make at times is we lie to ourselves. And we're holding ourselves back from so many things, Kevin, where, uh, you know, we're just not truthful. And we, the, the word of God is a litmus test. Our prayers, you know, direct us in the right way. I mean, what are you thinking when you hear lies or truth, Kevin? Well, you know, my mind, first of all, went a, a little different direction, I guess, because um, I thought about the, the lies that are told to us and about us. And then I thought about how to discern discern it. But it also goes for what, whether we're going to use lies or truth. And the scripture that came to my mind was um, um, Hebrews 5.14 uh, says, but strong meat, which is the word of God, belongeth to them that are of full age, even to them who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So as we mature in the Christian life, you know, we, we this is by reason of use, we learn to discern. So it, it, you know, as a young Christian, I used to get really confused about 
you know, how do I answer things? And, 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 you know, the Bible talks about there in the book of Ecclesiastes, I sought for, uh, you know, uh, an answer and behold, that which was written was upright, even words of truth. And basically Solomon toward the end of his life, after wandering away from the Lord and coming back, he said, you know what? I used to think, what's the best way to be honest and true? And what, you know, what, what is the truth and how do I use it? And uh, he said, in the end, it was God's word. That which was written was upright, even words of truth. And, uh, you know, I found out, as an, as a, whereas as a young Christian, I would say things like, oh, man, I just am not sure the best way to answer this. And what's the best, you know, how do you be honest without being totally blunt and hurting people? It just drove me crazy, to be honest with you, because I did find myself hurting some people. And sometimes I ended up backing off to the point I wasn't being honest and I felt like I was compromising my faith or my, my witness in some way. And uh, on the job, you may, you know, should I sit, you know, walk in with a Bible under my arm or should I, and it just, it took a while by reason of use to find out how to exercise truth versus lies. In other words, not that both of them are, are equally valid, but only truth never a lie, but how to get the confidence. And this is what the Bible says also along the lines of maturity being the answer to this. It says, but let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not another. Eventually you come to the point where you say, Lord, I'm learning how to get this done and I'm rejoicing in the fact that I'm, I'm more leaning on the word of God and God is shining through rather than my own trying to make it happen. Yeah, there's so much there. And, you know, exactly what you're saying, we have to work at it. It becomes a way of work. And that last verse I had read, remove me the way of lying. I was thinking, you know, that's a, that's a prayer for purity right there. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's recognizing that, hey, I'm a sinful guy that I'm, I'm subject to lie. It's uh, sometimes it's a lot easier yeah. to lie than to be truthful. But man, give that yep. prayer, put that prayer out there, folks, and trust God. And you know what God's going to do? He's going to use you uh, when, when, when you alone trust in God alone and you tell the truth and you stand up, your voice is quivering, life isn't exactly the way you are. You got a couple options. You, I mean, you literally can say, hey, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to talk about this right now. Uh, you don't have to go into lie mode or you just tell the truth. And it's yeah. always better uh, to at least tell the truth. But if you don't want to say it, don't lie. Just say, I really don't feel like talking about this right now. So, so I didn't skip the question. I wanted to give Kevin a little more time with his mind here. This is going to be a real easy one for him with uh, riddles from a high schooler now. How many Bible books are in the Old Testament of the Bible? D, 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 D. It would be 39. There we go, my friends. So remember that there's 39 books. Some people added some weird stuff that didn't come out of the canonical type of thing. It's not in a canon. Uh, Many people aren't, but only trust the Bible with a total of 66 books, and 39 of them are found in the Old Testament books before you go into the Hellenization period, which is a Greek word uh, for the transition time between the Old and the New Testament, bringing around Greek. We find ourselves today in the book of John chapter 9, verse number 24. Then again called they, the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. 
He answered and said, whether it is he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there he is. He's challenging him, man. He's putting it yeah. right back in their face. Then, then, then said them unto him again, uh, what did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, would you hear it again? Will ye all also be disciples? So he said, will you be disciples? He's challenging them. Uh, then they reviled him, and he said, thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses as this fellow. We know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Where herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eyes. Now ye know that God heareth not sinners, but is any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will? Him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They entered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sin, and does thou teach us? And they cast him out. They got pretty mad at this guy, folks. We know what's going on here. This blind guy, he's running around, he's saying, Listen, I don't know his address. I don't know where he came from. I just know I was laying on the ground blind. I couldn't see a thing. And uh, I was relying on people to feed me and take care of me. My parents were at home. Uh, you know, I was out here on my own. It's scary when you can't see. It's terrible not knowing all these things that are going on. I don't know who he is, but I know one thing. He healed me, and you guys didn't. He healed me. Now, wouldn't it be of God, somebody who can give back sight? So he's challenging these religious people. And, and again, almost gray rocking, Kevin, continuing on, almost <laughs> keeping his responses at a minimum. But he has a boldness and confidence that only God can give to a mm. man who had his sight restored. He has a boldness and confidence. And, and, and friends, can I tell you something? God can give you that same boldness and confidence. When you've been through something terrible in your life, when your life is upside down, when the world doesn't seem right, when things aren't working out exactly the way you want them to work out, and God points to you in the right direction. God takes you out of that terrible relationship. God gets you away from that narcissist. God gets you away from that employer. God gives you a ministry that you never thought you would have before. God gives you all that. That, that breeds a confidence, folks. And gray rock, but gray rock with God. Say, I know who he is. He's my God. Hang with us, folks. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So, Kevin, this guy known to us as the blind guy who had spit rubbed on his eyes, he's got some uh, tenacity there. He's got, he's got some things going on. He's standing toe-to-toe with those Pharisees saying, I, I don't know who he is, but I know, who, I know what he can do. Yeah. His, his clarity of conscience really shone through. And like you said, he was like filled with, uh, I forget how you put it, but, it, you know, Jesus said, you'll be given that hour and, and, and uh, you'll be given a, a voice, a tongue to speak that no man can resist. 
And um, and this man surely had that. I, I love it. He's he's suddenly becomes my hero when I see this kind of thing. But uh, you know, the other side is the uh, you know the superhero, the blind man that was healed. Really, the superhero of Jesus, but the the hero of this segment, uh, this this young man. His his antagonist was again. It was the narcissist, and these narcissistic. Religious leaders, again, it can be religion, it can be a corporate thing, it can be a neighborhood group, it can be a school board where you're going in, you're trying to take a stand, and they are gathered against you in a way that is not right, and they're using um, bad, evil tactics against you. One of the evil tactics is virtue signaling. This is classic virtue signaling, what took place in this passage of Scripture, Doug, because it said... Um, give God the praise, verse 24. Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. You know, basically, we all have accepted that Jesus Christ is is on the outside. He's a lunatic. He's a loose cannon. And um, he's got kind of cult going. And so, you know, just kind of join. I mean, admit it. Admit it. You know it's true. And that's, that's called virtue signaling. Virtue signaling, by the way, is where um, uh, the definition is actually to uh, c- conspicuously display one's awareness and attentiveness to issues, often political matters of social and racial justice, instead of instead of taking effective action. And really, um, woke virtue signaling has to do with instead of moral righteousness, it's a cause that is that will benefit one group of people. And that group of people have formed around them a, a bubble of their own type of righteousness. And, you know, this is, this is so, the Soviet Russia. This is modern Russia. This is communism. This is socialism. This is narcissism. This is any group of people. I don't care if they claim to believe the Bible or not. If they have built around them a righteousness that protects them. And if you, uh, breach some um, some key point of their righteousness, you know, some some touchstone of their uh, of their power. You know, they're going to say, "All right, give God the praise." We know that this man is a sinner, and they launch from there into this inquisition, saying, "Well, how did he fix your eyes?" Again, they're trying to by, by virtue signaling get this guy to say, uh, "Okay." Or he he's wrong. Okay, he's got to be wrong. I get it. You know, just basically, I'm tired of fighting this system. Maybe I'm wrong. And and we talked about confusion uh, the other day. And and confusion is what reigns when there's virtue signaling and narcissism going on. There's nothing but it. Well, I, it doesn't feel right. There's there's this odd type of righteousness being promoted. It's coming out of the. It's coming across the TV. It's coming on the children's networks. It's coming at my favorite store. You know, with the bullseye out front. Whatever. There's these. There's this strange thing that says, "Of course, this is okay." And you're thinking, "I don't think it's okay." And of course, it's not okay to oppose it. That's exactly what these people were doing here, Doug. And uh, this guy here is our hero because he just is like, well, I don't know if he's a sinner, but I'm just telling you this. This is what he did. And they're hoping to say, well, what did he pull out of his pocket? Surely he was carrying something that was wrong to carry on the Sabbath day. And he's like, well, he just used spit and clay. And they, it wasn't going well, Doug. Yeah, he didn't have a magic box or all these things these guys are looking for. I wasn't a setup. I was laying on the ground blind. I was my parents. Um, and, and, and folks, you know, I think there's a lesson in this guy. 
I really do. I, and there's a perseverance that comes out of this blind guy uh, who's been healed. There's, you know, and, and it's almost, you know, this adversity comes out of, you know, I'm, I was blind. And he just keeps on saying that. He's, you know, I, I still see gray rocking going on. Don't get me wrong. He's not adding. There's not 16 paragraphs as your average nervous person would be speaking to these people that can hurt mm. you and ruin your life. You know, he's just coming clean. And he's persevering. I mean, he's just over and over again is, listen, this guy healed me. You know, I can see. And I think there's an exuberance. I don't think there's anything anti-God going on with this blind guy. To the contrary, I think this blind guy is just overwhelmed that God chose him to heal him. And I think in our lives, we need to be overwhelmed that God chooses us to keep us breathing, that God chooses us to serve him in the way we serve him. We need to be overwhelmed and persevere because God's picked us uh, to be able to even listen to this broadcast today. We need to be... We can never lose the shock and the awe. Remember that from uh, when the desert back in uh, when the when the war started and there was shock and awe. We're going to shock them and they're going to stand in awe. We should always be in shock at what God can do. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you, if your dreams aren't, aren't big enough to be scaring the uh, snot out of you guys, they're not big enough. They're not godly. Amen. If your ministry is not thinking about things that doesn't uh, bring you to tears, you're probably in the wrong ministry. We mm-hmm. serve a big God. And, and out of that, there should be a perseverance that comes out. There should be a spiritual growth. I'm seeing a spiritual growth in this dude. You know, here's a guy laying mm-hmm. on the ground. Here's a guy blind. <laughs> I mean, his days consisted of, you know, I keep on going over this and my mind is kind of messing me up. But his days consisted of begging people and laying on the ground, hoping somehow this water that we've seen in other places make a difference with the lame man and stuff, hoping that his turn's going to come. And then God shows up. You want to talk about uh, spiritual growth? You want to talk about character? I mean, he's just like, wait a minute. Do you know where I came from? Folks, we need to live a life that's like, wait a minute. Do you know where I came from? When we live that life, God can use us. And Kevin, wrap us up. Take a minute or so on what you're thinking about this old blind dude here. <laughs> yeah, the old blind dude, just he kept that that uh, constancy. He, he really did grow. I think in the beginning he was pretty confused. But after a while, it began to be pretty plain who the players were that he was uh, he was dealing. I don't know fully who Jesus is, but I'm starting to see there's something about Jesus that is that is right. Yes, he's strong. He healed me, but there's got to be something else about him or these people wouldn't be so much against him. And that's, that's where I, I want to keep seeking the truth in a way that I see more and more the fallacy of the people that are against the truth and say, they're the ones with the problem. My Jesus is the one with the, the, the truth and he can help people. I want to stay on his side. I'm going to walk past, walk away from all these people that have their own agenda, and we're going to get the job done. Yeah, that's so good. And, and folks, I think that, you know, the lives that we live, the, the breaths that God give us, you know, we can approach him as the natural man. We talked about that a little while ago, who's not following the spirit, or we can persevere 
and move forward and allow God to spiritually grow within us, to grow us. And he will. He will. We call it sanctification. We're in Sunday school. We're, we're listening to this radio broadcast. We're reading our Bibles. That all equals this awesome thing called sanctification that talks about spiritual growth. And, and there's more. God illuminates more of his word in our hearts and our lives. He reveals things to us as we uh, mm. live this life that the natural man will never see. Uh, you know, be, be, be the guy formerly known as blind guy. That's who you need to be. Have a day like that. Let me tell you, he's formally known as the blind guy. No one's confusing him with being blind anymore. We sure do love you guys. We hope you have a great day today. As you listen to this, be praying for this. We're going to be traveling uh, to Camp Joy, Wisconsin. So pray for our conference. And hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.